0: thank you for joining us for our facebook live broadcast i am so excited to come before you and help welcome you in to our virtual service this is the last church service of 2020 what has god done for you in 2020 what are you excited about what trials and tribulations has god gotten you through It does not matter your situation. For every heavy heart, for every rejoicing praise that you can think of, God has been faithful and he has gotten us through 2020. And before we start this service, before we go one step further, I want everybody to stand to their feet and I want you to yell hallelujah. I want you to to think on the good and the great things that God has done and begin to prepare your heart. To receive the Lord and the word that he has for you today. Lord God, we thank you because there is no God like you. We thank you for the ups and the downs of 2020. We thank you for being pressed but not broken, Lord. We thank you for every outcome, for every victory. You are worthy, Father God. We take nothing for granted. Come into this atmosphere, Lord. Shake up our environment. Help us to remember that you are the one true God. You are worthy of all the honor and the praise, and we rejoice in your great name. Lord God, as I I am here in our church building, I am humbled and grateful for every trial you have helped this church get through. And I thank you for the upcoming 2021 year for Diverse City Church, for the things that you are going to do. Glory to your name, Most High Father. And with that, I pray that you would touch Pastor James as he's bringing a fiery word. I pray that you would touch every vocalist and every person that plays an instrument for praise and worship for your glory. As the praise team comes, usher in the spirit, Father. We thank you that you lift up the heavy and the brokenhearted. We thank you that you intercede, that you provide, that you intervene for your children. And we say glory to your name. Have your way in this service as the praise and worship team picks up and kicks this off. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Stand to your feet, Diverse City, if you're not already, and start to proclaim the Lord Most High as we start this service. Woo! Praise the Lord, saints. God is able to do exactly what he said he would do. He does not slack in his promises. What does that mean? That means that everything that he said he's gonna do, every promise that he made to you, every promise that's in his word about you and about your future, it's gonna come to pass. He is able. He can and he will.
1: City Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our diversity partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. We are so honored that you chose us for your worship experience this morning. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask questions. Well, at Diversity we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, Whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, in your car, on your phone, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Because we've all gathered together to give who? God. The glory, honor, and the praise. For he deserves it. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. Well, this week, we want to say Happy New Year to you. We pray that 2021 will be a blessed year. We pray that you'll prosper and have a wonderful year with your family and that 2021 will be a year of reflection, a year of setting your vision and goals of what God has for your family. Don't forget, we have our church fast coming up. Our church fast starts January the 4th through the 24th. This is a time where we set food aside and we just take time to really, really get in a place with the Lord and to hear what he's saying to us, to write it down, to make it plain, to understand what he wants from us in 2021. Church, I am so excited to do this fast with you. Pastor is ready. I am ready. So let's join together as one body for our corporate fast. Starting January the 4th, through the 24th. Well, that's all that the announcements I have for you today. We pray that you have a blessed week, a blessed new year, and a blessed 2021.
2: Good morning, everybody. It's good to be here. Not sarcastic. Hope everybody had a great time this past week in your celebration of Christ's birth. Uh, And I also pray that you all have a prosperous new year. We've got a, it's always kind of cool. Like when um, Christmas and and new year line up, like on a Friday and traditional holidays and because you have like a whole week off. See, like my kids end up having like two whole weeks, but they're like even weeks for those like OCD people. Cause they, they, the last day was like the Friday before Christmas. And then, They won't go back until like the Monday or whatever after. So it's kind of cool. It lines up, makes everything nice and neat and cut and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of nice and neat, you can text the word give to 73256 because this is the tithes and offering time. So like I said, I think last week, maybe I didn't. But if you you don't know, you don't have to wait till now to give. You don't. You can can give any time of the day. If you wake up at three o'clock in the morning because you drink too much water, during the day and now your bladder's full and you gotta go, you can text the word give to 73256 and it'll still work. If you if God puts it on your heart while you're uh, while you're sitting at your, your your desk at work and you're in front of your computer and you want to go to diversity.church, you can scroll down to the donate tab and you can still give. It works just that way. It works that way. Why do I say that? Why do we, why do we keep pushing this? Because it's necessary. It's necessary for uh, your spiritual growth. For uh, God calls us to be givers. We're in the giving season still, and and as Christians, our giving season is all the time. We should always be willing to give more, to be uh, to be wanting to give uh, before we get right. So it's not just this morning. It's not just tomorrow. It's not just next week. Whenever you're prompted by me or someone else. During tithes and offering to give, have a giving spirit. If God puts it on your heart, literally, you can just do that. Text, go to the website, or mail it in, 3201 Itasca Street, and do it the same way. Um, but as you prepare your hearts and minds to give in this time, if you uh, so choose, do it with a, a gracious heart, a heart that wants to pour in and sow a seed, and knowing that. Um, everything that you do uh, is for a reason, and God blesses um, the cheerful giver. Not that you're like ha ha happy and skipping, but it's a heart. It's a heart. Uh, what am I trying to say? The p word. Anyway, it's the position of your heart um, where God sees, and that's where He uses you in that area. So, this is the last week before New Year. Um, I hope that everyone. Um, ends the year in a way that they say, Hey, you know, maybe 2020 wasn't so great, but, um, or maybe it was, you know, but we should all just want to do more. We should all want to do more, uh, for God, uh, in our community, within our families and everything else. And, um, we are here to be the church. So let's start the new year off being the church. Um, not acting like things and don't, and and issues don't exist. Let's, let's face things head on and be the church and stand firm on what the Bible says. Amen. Can you pray with me this morning? Join me. Heavenly Father, thank you. God, you're so good. You're so gracious. You're so awesome, Father. And I just, Lord, I'm I'm just at all, Lord God, the signs and wonders that that still exist, Lord. You're still working in miracles. You're still moving, Lord God. You're still breathing life into uh, to folks and to us every day. So Father, maybe 2020 wasn't so good, Father. Uh, maybe it was great. But either way, Father, you still call us to be givers and, and we have a job to do. We have a mission. And Father, I pray that we put aside personal and, and agendas and obligations, Lord, and um, strive after you, God. Lord, that we would be here for a reason. We would be on mission as you set us to purpose, God. And I just thank you so much, Lord God, for the gift of those, Lord God, who are able to give. And the person who is able to give, maybe just of their time, or maybe it's just a text message or whatever that goes out. Lord, it's important. So I thank you, God, for everything that has happened and everything that you are doing. I ask a special blessing over this new year and also over the ending of this year, 2020. Lord, whatever you have for us in 2021, Lord God, I pray that we do it uh, with you first in everything. Lord, we thank you and give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Good morning, BCC family. We just want to welcome you to another week of praise and worship
4: with us from the comfort of your home. Is we just invite you to worship our King with us this morning. And I just want to encourage you. Um, there's a scripture in 1 Peter 1 and 2, and it just says, You are not forgotten, for you have been chosen and destined by Father God. This means he knows everything about you, despite what's going on in the world today, um, even if it feels like
5: Good morning, good morning, good morning, Diverse City Church. Happy belated Christmas to you. Today is our last Sunday of the year. I'm excited to be here today to be able to share God's word, to be able to encourage, to be able to equip, and to empower you as we move forward into 2021. Uh, Before we do, I just think it's, important for me to just say thank you to everyone um all that we have been through this year i just want to say we appreciate you on the behalf of me on the behalf of my wife our other pastors and leaders. We could not be here without you. You are our inspiration, our motivation for us to continue to come forward, to come into your homes on Facebook, on YouTube, or other streaming devices. So thank you for a great 2020. Yes, it was challenging. Yes, we had setbacks. Yes, we experienced trials that we've learned to trust God this entire year. And for that, it has been wonderful. And for that, it has been great. So give yourself a round of applause. Amen. And as it is custom at Diverse City, starting next week, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready for the Last Supper. January 4th, you can put this slide on the screen. We are kicking off our Daniels fast. We're going to go from January 4th Through January 24th, we're going to do our traditional Daniel's fast. Be on the lookout. We got a lot of great ideas and contents. We're early morning motivation to be able to walk you through scripture directives. We want to make sure we have your prayer requests. But go ahead right now. Get ready to start preparing on your shopping, your essentials, some things that you're willing to sacrifice so we can go deeper, deeper, further and stronger in God to fulfill our purpose, our mission, and our assignment. So as we believe at diversity, we give him our first, and we believe for him to bless, multiply, and increase the rest. And I am excited that in 2021, that we're making him our focus and seeking him with a fast. Amen. Okay. So, as we've been in this series called uh, This Christmas, today, let's just call this After Christmas. You've had fun. Some of you still have, uh, are still being a little bit greedy. Some of you have had too many cakes and pies and food and food and food and food and more food. And gifts and toys and lights and family and fun and fellowship, whatever it may be. But today I wanna to just empower you and give you one last charge as we step into 2020. Again, put this in the comments after Christmas. What will we do as Diverse City? How will we approach and finish the rest of the year strong? So go ahead. And locate with me Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And we are going to read from the God's Word translation. Again, I just got four verses I really want to hammer in. I want to make it simple. I want to make it plain. And I want you to be able to digest it and to be able to apply it so we can go into next year more powerful, more greater. Amen. Amen. All right. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two, put that on the screen. The Bible says, then the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. Again, let me read it one more time. Then the Lord answered, then the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be able to come into the households today. Lord, our testimony and our confession is that you are good. You are faithful. You are mighty and you are strong. And through your sacrifice and for you coming down here and dying on the cross for us, we can live a life to the full and to the overflow. So Lord, we just pray for your word to be released into the ears, to the hearts, and to the mind for us to be more like you we want to deny ourselves. we want to pick up our cross we want to follow you we want to fulfill our purpose we want to fulfill our mission we want to fulfill everything that you have called us to do you have predestined us for such a time as this so as we go forward we've had our time of celebration we had our time of appreciation to focus on you being in the manger now what shall the people of God do after Christmas? Today will be a new day where we bring forth vision. Today will be a new day where we bring forth hope. Today will be a new day where we call forth destiny. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to give in, but it's time for us to look up. So Lord, as we look up to you today, speak freely. Use me as a vessel to minister to your people. And all that agree, say amen. amen. Amen, amen, amen. So I want to kind of frame today's message around this question, and I'm going to read a popular verse, as we all know. The question that I've been wrestling with all this week, how are you going to approach 2021? Again, how are you going to approach 2021? The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, we all know it, say it with me, where there is no vision, the people perish. We're going to stop on that part. Where there is no vision, the people perish. What am I trying to say here? It's important for us. It's important for me as a pastor. It is important for you as a Christian to not approach 2020 casually. Not to fall into 2021 by accident, but to be able to move with purpose, to be able to move with intention, to be able to move into next year with, what's my word for today? Vision. Vision. Say it with me. Vision. Vision is not what we see with our eyes, but vision is God's spirit within us. Vision comes from God. Sight is a function of our eyes, but vision is a function of our heart. Let that sink in. Sight is a function of your eyes, but vision is a function of your heart. Without a vision, our people perish. I love it when you can put this on the screen in a New Living Translation. It says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. See, when we don't take this divine communication that God has given to me, that God has given to you, divine communication, it comes through prophecy. It comes through dreams. It comes through revelation. And for some of us through 2020, we haven't had any dreams. We haven't experienced any revelation. But I got good news to you today. If you want it, God wants to give you vision. Yeah, yeah. See, because the lack of vision can be driven by our delinquent, our unwillingness to read God's word. Or vision could be deficient because we haven't experienced the written word, the living word of God. See, with that understanding in mind, see, without God's word. The scripture said in the NLT that we run wild. We run with, with no control. We run with no purpose or distinction in terms of where we're going. And God wants to get us out. God wants us to be free. God wants us to be liberated in twenty twenty. Y'all still don't get it. Look at this verse again, but we're going to read it from the Good News Translation. It says, a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. Mm, How would you theme 2020? I'm going to say that again. Leave that on the screen. The Good News Translation, a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. Happy are those who keep God's not law, not the judicial law, not the executive law, but we as a Christian nation, supposedly Christian nation, has to follow God's law. Not man's law, not man's policy, not man's order, but God's law. See, without vision, 2020 and 2021 can look the same. Without vision, we can step into next year helpless and hopeless. Or we can just wander, not knowing where we're going, not knowing what we're doing. But what God wants to do is give you vision to be able to see the future. You're not there yet, but vision speaks to your future. Vision creates a mental picture of your destiny. Yeah. You were destined with purpose. You were destined with calling. If there is breath in your body, God has destiny for you. Vision. Yeah. When you have vision, it is the source of hope and it is the source of the life God has intended for you. And so to achieve God's best, there has to be vision. Vision. So go with me real quick. Let's talk about this because we're going to read Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And there's roughly about seven principles that God wants to activate in your life as we step into 2021. 2021. So let's read verse number one, put this on the screen, Habakkuk chapter two, and we're still in the God's word translation. It says, I will stand at my guard post and I will station myself on the wall. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what answer I will get to my complaint. Hmm. I will stand and see, I will go on the guard post and I will stand and see what God has to say about my complaint. Come on, raise your hand in the comments right now. Matter of fact, put two hands up if you have some complaints for God based on how this year has gone. Now, this, 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 this is not just your everyday Christian. This is Habakkuk. This is a prophet. This is one of the 66 books. This is a man of God that has a relationship with him. And he is questioning God. He is making complaints because when he looks at his environment, when he looks at the state of his people, when he looks at the state of the nation, he is upset. See, Habakkuk starts to look around and he's saying, what are my people doing? He is grappling with the sin of the nation. He is hurting. He is grieving. And he's even upset too because the wicked are prospering and the righteous are struggling. And Habakkuk becomes upset, and he becomes saddened in his heart. And so we don't have time to go through the whole chapter one, but what we see in chapter one, just to give you a quick one-minute overview, is that Habakkuk comes out the gate making a complaint before God, and then God gives him an answer. Habakkuk begins to question God even more and say, God, what are you doing? God, don't you see this? God, I thought you were sovereign. God, I thought you were omnipresent. God, I thought you were all powerful. God, I thought you loved your people. If so, why is this going on? Why did we have to go through this pandemic? Why is our nation looking like this? Why are we more divided than united? God, what are you doing? I've had that prayer this year. And just like Habakkuk, he cries out, he makes his complaints. One after another, after another. And after going through this whole soliloquy in chapter one, we step into chapter two when he talks about, hey, I'm standing here on the post. What is your response? I need to hear from you. Things didn't go right. It didn't go as I expected based on my time, based on my sacrifice, based on my commitment to you. There's a cognitive disconnect between what you said and what I see. There's a cognitive disconnect what you proclaim for your people versus what we are experiencing. God, I want to go into next year living for you, but... In my reality, I'm questioning if it's worth it. In my reality, this is the first year that most of us experience more time outside of church versus inside of church. And now we question the church or if the church is on the inside of us or if God even cares about the church. So when we go to verse number two, as we jump in right in the middle of this movie, verse number two, we read it at the beginning. Then the Lord answered. Put this on the screen. Write the vision. Make it clear on the tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. Point number one. When God wants to give a vision, the responsibility falls on us. Point number one, you got to write it down. Say it with me. Write it down. There's only one person in this sanctuary because it's Christmas week. There's nobody on Zoom, but can in the comments, can you put it there? Write it down. When God spoke to you last time, what did you do with it? When God gave you direction, when God gave you a picture of where you should go and what you should do and what you are capable of, did you even follow up and have some questions? Did you seek for clarity? Or did you go back to verse number one and say, you know what? I feel more comfortable just complaining. I just feel more comfortable making excuses. God said, write it down. God wants to speak to you. God wants to show you. God wants to bring forth new life in this season. God wants to use you, but you got to prepare for it. When we go before the throne room of grace, get your phone out, get your notepad out, get your voice recorder out. You have to position yourself to be able to hear from God. But when he speaks and he will speak. The word says to call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things. When he does, what are you going to do? God says write it down. See, for some of us, you're like me. I've used excuses and say, I don't like writing. That's not my thing. I don't like to... uh, Describe what's going on. I'm a picture person. I like a visual image. And whatever you need to do, make it work better. Vision is the fuel. Vision becomes the power. Vision becomes your way to stay on the path of destiny. Let's kind of break that down real quick. Vision, when I'm talking about writing it down, when I'm talking about creating a visual picture, think about those that work in a cubicle environment. When I used to work or actually going into office, I used to have a picture of my family. So when the, when the customers are going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, I need to be reminded of a picture of my wife. My son, my daughter, my wife, my family, because it creates a vision of the things I want to do. Let's break it down. Single mothers, how we work all day, all night, single parents grinding all day and all night. And then on the screensaver, they have to put their family to create a vision or save a scripture verse to remind them of what God has called them to do. Or an athlete that desires to go professional or an athlete that wants to be go to the Olympias, training all day, going through excruciating pain, stepping into christmas can't have cake can 't have cookies can't have coffee can 't have tea can't do none of that stuff on Thanksgiving because they 're powered by their vision that they 're willing to sacrifice that they 're willing to push it to the side because there is something greater that I'm going towards. I can push away. I can say no because I'm stepping into my yes. Have you written it down to show your commitment? Shout out to all my veterans. I've talked to several of them. We have many at our church. And I try to figure out how do you stay committed? How do you remain steadfast as a soldier? What do you do when you want to give up? They have to go back to vision to be able to see their family, to see what God has told them to do, to be able to read notes for their family, to make them to get on the other side of the purpose, on the other side of the calling, of the other side of the destiny. See, point number two, it says to make it clear. See, sometimes, if we can be honest, when God speaks to me, even during my message, I'll have a, a thought, or some type of idea, or I'll read something, and I'll hear something, and I'll get an inspiration, and I'll just write it down. I'm not sure if it's for today. I'm not sure if it's for next week. I'm not sure if it's for personal, but that then I begin to petition God to get clarity. See, sometimes God just, just gives you a sneak peek just to see if you're going to come after him. He'll give you a sneak peek to see if you're going to exercise Matthew 7, 7, where it says, ask, seek, and knock, that you don't just settle with just a sneak peek, but you begin to pursue vision, that you begin to pursue destiny, that it becomes your fool to get closer to God, but then for God to get closer to you, for it becomes... Your greatest desire is that you can push away Netflix, that you can push away social media, that you're not worried about buying a new gadget and toy, but you're investing in your passion and your purpose, and you're seeking him for clarity. See, I believe before the end of the year, God is going to give so many people that hunger and thirst after righteousness a brand new vision. And it may start off with a little piece. You may see a cloud the size of a man's hand and God is saying it's about to rain and God is preparing you during these next seven days to say get ready for the fast I'm going to give you specific precise instructions specific details for you to be able to manifest that you can be able to walk in purpose and in your calling you don't have to settle for the little but God has more Again, put this in the comments. Point number two, that God wants you to make it clear. He said, I will give you the vision, but you're going to have to pursue me to get clarity. Have you been talking to God this year? Are you in communion and in fellowship with him? See, as we communicate with God, God will show you. God will give you clarity. God will be able to give you revelation. Matter of fact, this is one thing that God told me to do to make a new vision board. Yeah. Make a new vision board, something that I can hang up, that I can put in my bedroom to keep me focused, to reframe when I get off track, to remind me of his promises, which are yes and amen. A vision board is a tool to create pictures and images of God's dreams, of God's vision, of God's future for your life. It will give you aspirations. A vision board will give you destinations. It will show you when you're going to have celebrations and it will reveal when God gives impartations. Write the vision. Make it plain. Do you remember what God has said? Can we go and you show me in a notebook and make it clear of what God has told you to do? If not you've got to join us in two weeks on the fast as we begin to pursue him so he can show us our desires. Because if you don't have vision and you're just pursuing things out of your personal ambitions and personal desires. God is not responsible for supporting that. God is responsible for following his word. God is responsible for backing up his word. The Bible tells us, it's not on the screen, I believe it's in Jeremiah chapter 17, that our hearts, my heart, your heart, our hearts, America's heart, is deceitful above all things yeah and above it there is no cure who can understand it see our heart i like how it talks it says it is beyond cure because our heart is something that we always have to manage we have to work. We have to let our, minds be, let our minds be renewed by Christ. We have to be transformed in a part of our vision in pursuing God to be able to make it plain, to be able to make it clear. He will reveal to us. So as I mentioned about vision board, I know that kind of sparked some ideas for a few people. I start to think about it. When we created our first vision board, this was probably about eight months after I got married. So you're talking about a solid 10 years ago. I left it in Florida. I'm kind of mad about it now because I gave up on the vision. But what was interesting on my vision board, I had a picture of me doing ministry. I remember I had a picture of me writing a book. I had a picture of my dream house. I remember I had a picture of being a CEO. I had a picture of a nice whip. I had a picture of kids. But one thing I didn't have on my vision board was me going bald. But we're going to work on that. And what God was trying to show me when you think about vision is that, like, over the last 10 years, me working between a godly aspiration between my own personal vision. See, when I created this vision board, we took time through prayer. We took time through fasting. And God began to show me, and I can stand here to say, Some of these things I thought would be done instantly, and there are other things that I'm still waiting on and I'm still believing for. And God is saying he wants to release new vision and that I need to make it plain, that I need to make it tangible, that we need to make it digestible, not just for me, but for the Woods household. If I can spend eight months, create vision, for my job if i can spend five months creating vision for the church how much time should i spend creating vision for my home see vision will be met with opposition let's go ahead and put that up there because anything worth getting will face challenges anything worth obtaining will face trials ministry I thought my first church I was gonna be a part of, that's where the vision was gonna come to fold. But through church hurt, we ended up leaving and I thought it was the next church and I thought it was just church and we served a little bit here and then served there and then God repositioned us and we served here and then God repositioned us and then the true vision of what God wanted to do, in my mind, it was going to be 40 years old but God began to bring it forth to pass at 34 years old. As we remain faithful, continue to pursue him, continue to strive after him, he begins to bring it to pass oh yeah I forgot another thing on the vision board was to be debt-free I stand here today not perfect not the smartest trusting God using wisdom and I can stand before you today as a debt-free person now there's other things like being a CEO that was not God that was all me Because that's what culture told me to do. You get a job, you go to school, you get the house, you get the white picket fence, and you become a boss. And that was nothing to do with God. And I saw year after year after year applying for promotions, applying for promotions, rejected, rejected, rejected. I could call it racism. I can call it prejudice. I can call it whatever it was. But I think God knew exactly what he was doing to have me right in this position, right here. It is the vision manifested before your eyes today amen so vision sometimes it comes to pass but it doesn't mean you won't have challenges on my vision board yeah on my vision board it had that we were going to have two kids however i didn't know we were going to lose three kids before we got to two we could have easily sat back and said, you know what? Maybe it's not God's will for us to have kids, but God says, stay the course. Yes. Don't give up. Stay fast, staying firm. You're gonna get over this pandemic. You're going to get over this job loss. You're going to get over their rejection. Stand firm to the promises. Stand firm to my commitments. And over time, while we thought it would be a three-year journey of having two kids, it became an eight-year journey of loss, of hurt, and for frustration. But God was faithful to his word. God was faithful to his promise. And his vision for my life, his vision for you, your life is alive and well. Make it plain, write it down. Come on. Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse nine. I like how it talks about this. I don't think we have a scripture for it, but it says in the heart of man in the hearts of a man plans his purpose, but the Lord determines his steps. So we are responsible for creating our plans, but it's the Lord that determines our steps. It is the Lord that learned how to move you to the left when traffic is coming. It's the Lord that learns how to move you to the right when danger is there. We are responsible for taking action, but we are walking by faith and not by sight that we can move and groove as God wants us to go as we strive for to press towards the mark of the high calling. So allow me to encourage you for a minute. I'm, I know I'm right here. I'm still in verse number two, but you've got to get this. I promise we're only going to the first verse number four. For those that feel down this year, through vision, you can find your way out. Amen. For those that are doing good this year, God can give you vision to be great. Amen. For those who are doing great this year, God can give you vision to do greater. Matter of fact, the scripture said exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever ask or think according to his power that works on the inside of us. Ooh, let me give you another promise. Jeremiah 1:5. I want to speak to that person that is hurting. I want to speak to that person that this Christmas sucked. That this Christmas you had anxiety, that this Christmas that you had depression. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, before I formed you in the womb that God knew you. Before you were born, he already sanctified you and he ordained you to be the prophet to the nations. He ordained you for such a time as this. Matter of fact, the scripture also says this about you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind can conceive. The things that God has prepared for you, for those who love him. God has a vision for you today. Amen. Amen. Back to verse number two. It is loaded. Point number one, put it in the comments. You got to write it down. Point number two, you got to make it clear. And then point number three, do not miss this. The scripture says in the latter part of verse number two, make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. So God will speak to you. We have to write it down. We have to pursue him to make it clear, not only for you, but for others to catch the vision and can move quickly upon the details and the instructions. So point number three, when it comes to vision, you need to share it. I know it's hard because sometimes God will download some things into our spirit that looks way bigger than our education, than our family than anything that we've experienced just like Joseph. God has shown me to be a king. God has shown me to do great things. But God is saying vision, when it's a godly vision, it is more than you. When it's a godly vision, it takes others. It's going to take other people. It's going to take other partners. It's going to take investors. It is going to change other contributors to be able to bring forth to pass. It is going to benefit not only you, but it's going to benefit other people. God's vision when we make it clear when we make it plain when we write it down you should be able to share it with your spouse you should be able to share it with an accountability partner you should be able to give it to a business provider you should be able to give it to people in the church you should be able to share it make it plain to your kids so you owe it to yourself in 2020 I don't care how you lived in 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, or in 2020, that you move into next year with intention, with purpose, and most of all, with vision. Embrace it. Wrestle with it. Nurture it. And pursue God until you understand it. That you can give it to others. That you believe it. So much not so hard that you can't sleep at night. Yeah. That it motivates you to get up today. Because when we live without vision, we're giving control to other people. When we live without vision, we begin to manifest others' people's vision versus what God has for you. Write it down. Share it. Make it clear. You're with me? Can I have 10 more minutes in the comments? Can I get 10 more minutes? Say, take your, take your time. Take your time. It's my last Sunday of the year. I am not rushing. I don't care. Okay. All right. Verse number three. Verse number three. Put this on the screen. It says, the vision will still happen. Mm, I can't even go too far on that. The vision will still happen. At the appointed time, it hurries towards its goal. It won't, be li- it won't be a lie. If it's delayed, wait for it. It will certainly happen. It won't be late. I'm going to say that last part again. It won't be late. Put the screen back on me. See, God wants you. See, <laughs> there's a lot of people online right now, you kind of fall on one or two sides. You have the faith for the vision or you have the formula for the vision. But God is saying to manifest the vision, you need both. You got to believe, but you also got to behave to be able to bring the vision to pass. So while we talked about more of Faith to be able to do the vision in verse number two. Verse number three, don't miss that first part. Point number four, you need goals. Again, I'm going to say that again. You need goals over here on the side camera. You need goals. Goals, godly goals. It's not just a secular thing. Matter of fact, the secular environment taking goals and principles from the Bible. Goals keep you focused. Goals keep you on track. Goals become checkpoints to make sure that you're on your way towards the vision. See, in my secular job, it, they talk about creating, and Aldine, you even know this, they talk about creating smart goals. What are smart goals? They should be specific. They should be measurable. They should be achievable. They should be relevant. And they should be timed out. And it's great. And it works very effective when it comes to creating goals that should be performed and experienced in a natural, right? There's people that want to make changes in their finances and you need to make a $0 budget that every dollar is accounted for. There are those that need to make that would like to make Healthy goals and they want to lose weight and you need to say, hey, I want to lose X amount of pounds by this day and I am going to achieve that by working out at this amount of time and should be able to have this accountability part so on and so forth. There are those that want to make marriage goals and you need to be specific that you want to love in the right way and read this book and exercise the, the five love language. You can also have family goals that fits within all of this Smart Go model. It is great, it is awesome, and it is wonderful. But, but, but when it comes to God, when it comes to a ministerial, when it comes to spiritual growth, I agree with making sure your goals are specific. I agree that your goals should be measurable, but when it comes to God, the most prominent things you need within the goal is that it's God-inspired and that it is God-driven. See, we serve a God that knows how to break the rules, which means that when you look at the SMART goal model, God doesn't really care if it's achievable. You can do all things because I'm the one that strengthens you. God doesn't care if it's relevant. He uses the weak to conform the wise. God doesn't care about being time bound. A day with the Lord is like a thousand days anywhere else. God operates outside of time. We need time. You need time. But God can do supernatural things as we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, let me give you a few examples. We're talking about this Christmas and after Christmas. There is only one way, according to natural pathology, for us to conceive a child. It's going to take a man and it's going to take a woman. But God says, you know what? I can defy the logic. Mary, here's a vision. I want you to birth Jesus and you're going to be a virgin still. What? But that is God's vision. Moses, it's not relevant, it's not attainable because you stutter, but I am going to use you and make you an effective communicator to let my people go. Noah, I need you to build this big cardboard thing, box, use some wood to make this boat. Because there's this thing called rain that's getting ready to come. I know you've never seen it. I know no one knows what it's going to talk about. It's going to be something. This vision has to take roots on the inside of you. It has to be fertilized to be manifested because you're going to be judged. You're going you're to be hated. It's not going to make sense. But I need to give you this vision to build this boat to save and preserve human mankind. That is vision. Joshua, it is time to step into your promised land, but I need you to do something that doesn't make sense. It's not really relevant. I want you to walk around this city seven times and keep walking. And then on my count and on my draw, I want you to praise the Lord. And God collapses the army. God defies the eye because these were people that took action on their vision. Yes. These were people that took alignment with God's assignment for their life. Yes. You need a goal. And at the appointed time, God will do it. At the appointed time, God will put his super on your natural. At the appointed time, as we work our way towards the goal, God will do it. In verse number three in the B clause, it says, it will not lie. But if it delays, our responsibility is to wait for it. Next point, when God gives us this vision we have to work while we wait. See, real faith doesn't sit there and sit still. But the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. So when God gives us vision, it's not for us to sit down to get on our lazy board. But God wants us to work. Do not fall into the traps of the enemy where their laziness has caused you to, to neglect your laziness has caused you to miss your window of opportunity. God said, work my vision. Work the goal. Work the plan. Work the promise. Work it. Work it. Work it. Work it. Amen. See, God gives this vision. See, <laughs> some of us, when we reflect back on 2020 a part of us having a goal is creating a target it is something to aim for like some of us when we look at 2020 and say our year in review instead of finding the target like a bow and arrow and say okay I'm going to hit it right there dead eye and practice and work the craft until you're able to perfect it some of us just shoot and then wherever it lands and hits paint a target around it and say, ain't God good? Mm No, 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 We are not going to do that. God, when it comes to us manifesting our vision, the scripture even tells us to count the cost. Let's be balanced. Let's be fair. But Jesus said, hey, before you get ready to work on the building, count the cost. Setting a goal, creating a plan, establishing a strategy. See, sometimes when it comes to vision, when it comes to a vision, when it comes to seeing a vision come to pass, that we have to invest in ourself. You got to invest. I don't care if you got to read books. Do whatever it takes to increase your knowledge, to create your information, to be able to help you stabilize, to be able to help you build confidence and credibility that you can achieve this goal on the way to your vision. So whatever it takes, you get the tools, you get the education, you get the equipment to be able to bring forth this goal into reality. But don't allow laziness or procrastination to prevent you from seeing this vision come to pass. Um, one of my favorite chapters in Proverbs is chapter number six. And it really breaks it down when you just see like people working together to accomplish and achieve a goal and one of the scriptures, when you go through um, verses 6 through number 11, you can see the lessons from the ant. Have you ever, like, watched the video? I was going to put it on, but I couldn't find a good one. Like of an ant where you see some food falls on the ground. If you just sit there and wait, then over time an ant will come up. And then the an ant will see it. An ant may take its first pursuit on its own and say, you know what, this is too much for me to carry. To pass. And the next thing you know, five more ants come. The next thing you know, 10 more ants come. And then a herd of ants begin to work together to carry forth their promise, to carry forth their meal. They may eat it today, but just like the ants, they may store it for the winter. It is cold outside. Hallelujah. They may store it for the winter preparation is required for us for the vision in the scripture when we look at that in verse number nine it talks about how long will you lie there oh slugger that means lazy when will you arise from your sleep see just like ants we have to be able to maximize our season Ants prepare in the summer for the winter. They do not wait for a winter season to get prepared. They do it in advance. They do it with expectation. When they start to feel, hey, weather patterns are changing. Hey, things are hot now. There is an abundance that we have to learn how to prepare to work division. Wise people, we profit based on our diligence. God wants to bless the works Of our hands. Come on, move down real quick. Yeah. It's going to take God's plan for you to thrive in this year. It's going to take God's vision for you to thrive. So as we said with the opening question, how will you step into 2020? You can step in with vision. Or you can step into 2020 scared. Or you can step into 2020 confused, but God wants to reveal vision to you. See, on your personal journey, yeah, I'm talking to you. On your personal journey to greatness, it will take vision. Expect roadblocks. But vision will inspire you to keep going. See, the thing is where I think when we kind of move into 2021, one of the few words that continues to resonate with me is to rebuild. For some of us that we're going to have to rebuild next year. For others, the other word I got to as we kicked off the new NBA basketball season is to pivot. I still got to get to the goal. I still got to make to the basket. But sometimes we got to just pivot. Sometimes we got to make an adjustment Or we have to be able to adapt in the middle of a delay. So when we have our goal, it's important for us to be adaptive. It's important for us to create and to make strategies based on what's going on. Shout out to our associate pastor team. When we think about goals and we think about strategy, Everybody knows the mission and vision of diverse city here, but every year God has to charge us with goals to accomplish that. See this last Monday, from tentatively planned from 10 to four, was our 2021 strategy meeting. All of us come together on our vacation, out of passion, out of purpose, and out of vision to be able to work and strategize how do we continue to manifest God's plan in our people. We talked about questions like we did it this way before COVID. Now after COVID, what do we need to do to do this vision? What is our strategy? What is our goal for church in person? What do we need to change? What do we need to buy? What do we need to do to equip our people? What is our strategy if we remain virtual or another shutdown again? How do we continue to manifest God's vision in 2020? What is our plan for outreach? We can't just sit here. We got to bring the church to people. Can we go door to door? What are some of the things that we can do? Partner with other organizations. Partner with companies. Do things like the Jean Slay Girls and Boys and Girls Club. How do we establish and create goals to serve our people how do we create goals and strategies to lead and to develop and we spent all day and we could probably spend another two or three days because we're committed we are going to get past this opposition we're going to overcome this obstacle we will get there one way or another one bite at a time we will get there but it's going to take vision It's going to take goals. It's going to take us working together. See, when you have that vision and you believe in what God has called you to do, you should have seen me at 3.30. I said, hey, it's time to wrap up. I respect your time. Your kids are upstairs. My kids are upstairs. We should wrap up. And I want to honor your time. But out of vision, we said, nope, let's keep going. We got to go through this. There are people that are dying. There are people that are hurting. But vision allowed us to keep going, to create ideas, to create plans for us to go back again this Monday to keep talking about it. Because Diverse City will be alive and well. Diverse City, he showed me what we should do. Diverse City has shown us the plans. And as we finish and step into January. January, 20, January 24th and conclude our fast we'll release and share that vision with everybody in church Lord willing we're in person God has a plan for us it didn't come we didn't experience things like we wanted to but God is still working see vision allows me to look at church from the inside out Vision allows me to not go crazy off of all of these external influences, but my motivation comes from within. My motivation comes from His joy. My motivation is not driven by sight, which is looking outside in, but my motivation, my drive, and my passion is driven from the inside out. Matter of fact, I need you to put this in the comments don't quit. God is going to show you what you need to do. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. See, I pondered on this question maybe about five or six years ago, and I said, Lord, what is, what is my own personal ministry and, and ministerial statement And that this is my one liner and I'm believing God is going to reveal and show this to some of you guys, your own personal statement. No matter what I do for the rest of my life, any form of ministry, whether it's business, whether it's books, whether it's interviews, whether it's helping people in finance, my personal mission in life is to help others discover, develop and display God's best in every area an aspect of their life. My purpose is to help others develop discover develop and display God's best in every area in their life and that's based on Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 through 20. See, based on that vision, if we can be honest, the method has changed many times. I did it as a youth pastor, I did it as a manager. I did it as a young adults pastor. I did it as an executive pastor. I did it as an associate pastor and I'm doing it as a senior pastor. The location has changed. It has been in multiple places in Florida. It's been also in St. Louis but the vision and mission is still the same. God is still working. God is still moving. Because of that vision, I had to be stretched. Because of that vision you have to be stretched because of vision you're going to have to allow yourself to get uncomfortable see vision allows me vision allows you to live by design and not by default without vision we're living by default just trying to figure it out what to do where to do how to do but when you live by vision you're going by design God wants you to have control over your life. God does not want you to relinquish that control to others. God wants you to be able to commune with him. Yes, you can come with your complaints. Yes, you can come with your issues, whatever it is, but bring it before the master. Bring it before our savior. Because when you find it, when you hear it, When you see it in others, whether it's athletes or individuals that are doing any form of greatness, how they're able to sustain it, how they're able to elevate it, it is the vision that helps us. It is the power of vision that on my bad days, when I don't feel like it, it is vision that helps me overcome my doubts overcome my insecurities, overcome all of the difficulties I face. It is vision that makes suffering and disappointments bearable. Yeah. See, we don't have vision. When suffering and disappointment approach you, you back off. But when vision comes, you step right into it. Jesus did it as we looked at this Christmas when Jesus experienced suffering When Jesus experienced disappointment, he didn't back up. He didn't retaliate, but he stepped in it. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. What was Jesus' vision? Good question. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, God's plan to come to earth was to seek and to save those who are lost. My God, hallelujah. Vision generates hope in the midst of despair and provides endurance in tribulation. Vision inspires the depressed. Vision motivates the discouraged. It is vision that brings life to these dry and dead bones. And in verse number four, you can put that on the screen Habakkuk chapter two, verse four. The Bible tells us look at the proud person, he is not right in himself, but the righteous person will live because of his faithfulness. Keep that right there. The proud person, he is not right in himself. But the righteous person will live because of his faithfulness. See there, what is, what is the scripture trying to tell us? That there are those that are doing well. There are those that are sustaining based on their own ability. And now the external things look tight. But the proud and the selfish ones and the, those that are oppressing you, they are not right in themselves. But God gives us the remedy that is through Faithfulness that we're able to achieve. See, let's kind of break that now. Faithfulness is obtained. Faithfulness is demonstrated when we live it out day by day. Not just on Sundays. Not just when you run into somebody in Walmart. But it's faithfulness is achieved when we do it day by day. By day. See, it's great for us to have a vision. God's promises for us are yes and amen. And after God gives us a vision, some visions are for a year, some visions are for five years, some visions are 30, 40 years in the making we have to be, be, begin to be able to break down that vision to create goals. And we can establish and form and create goals year after year, personal, spiritual, financial, uh, personal health, personal development. And it is great for us to create goals. But those goals look nice to be able to achieve within a year. But what can we do Day by day, daily habits, daily things that we need to do. That's why we are, again, getting ready to do a fast, to be able to break some of our bad habits, to be able to break some of the curses, the oppressions that have been on our life. God wants to give us a new start and to establish a focus and a commitment to him. Vision is great, then we create goals. And then after goals, we show our faithfulness because of our day-by-day habits. See, I'm believing in this season, over the next 40 days as we finish the year, as we go into the fast, that you begin to start dreaming again. That God begins to give you vision, that you begin to go to bed with expectation that God is going to speak to me, that you begin to read the Bible and it becomes alive, that your time with him will be the most precious and most important time of the day that you hunger and thirst after him, that it's not just a morning thing or something you do as you lay me down to sleep, but you begin to commune to him, that he begins to speak to your heart, and you begin to speak to him, that you begin to shut down the radio, you shut down some of the the gossip and the scrolling and the things, and we begin to pursue God. God. And when God gives you this vision, God is going to do it big. God is going to do it great. God is going to do something amazing in your life. You're here for a purpose. You're here for an assignment. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family to be able to manifest this promise. Your kids are dependent on it. Your spouse is dependent on it. And God is depending on you. So here we are after Christmas. As we conclude this series and conclude this year of this Christmas, I'm believing that there are going to be people all around the world, those that are listening on YouTube, those that are listening to Facebook, that we begin to have an amazing year that we begin to have and say i remember this christmas for 2020 but by 2021 the next christmas that you're walking in more power that you're walking in more authority that you're walking into more love that you are producing in this season because god has not given up on you god his promises are still alive and well If not, you would not be listening today. If not, then you wouldn't be alive today. But great is the Lord, and it greatly to be praised. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I know today was a little bit different. I wanted to make it more conversational in nature. But I know that you're about your Father's business. Father, we release vision on your people we lift up those that are experiencing different forms of oppressions and challenges that have lost hope, that have lost their destiny, that feel like they have lost dreams, that today will be a new day. That just like Habakkuk, we've went through our season of complaining, but now we're moving into our season of purpose. Lord, we receive your promise. Lord, we receive your vision. And we will begin to move with intentionality to write it, to make it plain to bring it forth to be able to help others. God, is there anything too hard for you? No. There is nothing impossible for those that are believed. Just as you use Mary to do the miraculous, just as you use Moses to do the miraculous, that you can use me, that you can use them. We pray for hope. We pray for those to bring forth partners, investors, and contributors to be able to manifest their destiny. Lord, we pray that you strengthen the body of christ today let it be known that diversity is not just a church for imperfect people that we're not just a church of no conditions no judgment just love but we will become a church of vision that we will become a church A purpose driven church with purpose driven people walking in their manifested purpose. Lord, we pray that you bless the word that was given today. Let it not to fall on stony hearts, but to begin to take roots, and that we live in 2020, seeing the manifestation of your goodness. Your greatness falling on our city, falling on our community, and falling on our partners. Lord, we choose today to submit to you in the last days, your will and your ways. And I thank you in advance that we will see the manifestation of your glory, of your power, and of your greatness. And all that agree on this last Sunday of 2020. We give you praise, we give you thanks. We surrender our hearts to you today, Lord. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our iniquities, Lord. Forgive us of our transgressions, Lord. And with our simple confession today, you're willing to give us a new start. Lord, I pray that you renew our passion that you renew our focus, that you rejuvenate our love for you today, that you begin to restore the joy of our salvation, that we begin to appreciate your grace and your mercy, and that you empower us to be able to go forth with vision. We thank you that it shall be done for the people of Diverse City that your people are marked for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord, that they are falling before our knees to worship you. Thank you, Lord, that we're becoming righteous people because we're willing to get back up again and to follow you. We thank you for the people of diversity, for a great year, for a year of protection, for a year of covering, that I can sit here today and testify that your hand has been upon our people. It has not been perfect, but we're perfectly pursuing you. And Lord, we thank you that you're honoring our steps as we move to be more like you. We thank you that this shall be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.